Hey guys, you're listening to Musings with Townsend and Preacher Man, the podcast where life issues and the Bible collide. We hope you enjoy today's topic and are encouraged to do some musing yourself. Thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 61 of Musings with Townsend and Preacher Man. We just had what I think is, in 61 episodes, the longest pregame conversation we've ever had. About Not something, even about this. I was going to say something about <laughs> totally different, but boy, are we glad to be here with you. Townsend is there. I am here. Hey, and y'all. the microphones are on. We are so very thankful to have you as a part of our citizenship out there in listener land. I have been told by the missus, that uh, she can't really hear the air conditioner or the fan in the background, so I should stop talking about it. So uh, it's on, but if you can't hear it as as much as she can't hear it, then praise the Lord, I'm going to stop bringing it up, and I'll never have to apologize for the air conditioner again or the paper moving and whatever else. I mean, it's just it, I just worry that it's not perfect, but that's a personal problem that I have. Guys, we have a great, yet again, listener-submitted topic and it's uh, as I have been thinking about it myself, it was interesting how many times I thought, well, we've already said this and we've already said this, but I know what I think when this question is asked to me. And so we're going to see what I think, what Townsend thinks. But today, the question put before us on the table for you, me, and all of us to kind of muse together on is how important is it for us to maintain a positive attitude? So this is, you heard all your life, the power of positive thinking is that really important? Does it actually matter? Is there some sort of power that comes from positive thinking? Or is that all just baloney and it doesn't really matter? So that's the idea. Be positive. Let me give you a little insight how I was raised as a young man. My mother is a retired school teacher. In fact, my mother is listening to this podcast right now because she might be one of the most loyal folks I know listening. <laughs> and so she's either rolling her eyes or wondering, what is he about to say? Well, my mom taught school, and you know you have to have schoolroom decorations, and you have to have little classroom rules and mottos and whatever, hers all were be positive, be polite, be whatever, and I think she actually had designs of little bees on the wall, maybe. I don't, I don't honestly know. She'll have to tell me whether I'm right or wrong about that, but that was to high school students, be positive, so it was even there. Uh, what though is, does it matter? Does it actually matter about being positive? And is there power, which was impl- implicit, not implied, but implicit in the question that the listener submitted was, is there some sort of power that comes from positive thinking? What say you? What do you think? Yes. Yes, there is power. Now define it then. What is What power comes from positive thinking? Well, so let me back up a little bit. When I started researching this, I almost let myself go down a negative thinking road of like, we've kind of done this before. Uh-huh. Is this research going to be the same old thing? Like, what am I looking for? So let me tell this to you. When you start asking God things like that, he will reveal so (laughs) much to you. So let me say that first and foremost. But basically, the road that God took me down in researching this topic was thinking positively and, and in a positive way, having a positive attitude is not something that you can choose in and of itself by itself with no other knowledge at all, I don't think. All right, you need to unpack that for me. Okay, so 
if you just decide that you're, you know, you're told, okay, let's say you're a kid, you're Uh told by your parents, I'm taking you somewhere today. I'm not telling you at all where we're going. Right. Um, but I want you to have a positive attitude about the place. Mm -hmm. Okay. The place that we're going. Well, you have no information about that. So right. I don't believe you can truly convince yourself to be positive about the place. Right, you're ambivalent. You have no okay. clue. You're, you're just kind of act. But you can be positive about the situation because of the trust and the knowledge you have in the person taking you there. All right. Okay. So this goes back to promises and God's word and truth as we know it from our creator. Okay. And so that's not the direction my mind wanted to go with this at first. All right. At all. Where were you going before? Just- well, just... Like goals and positivity Mm -hmm. and thinking about things that you can accomplish, um, celebrating small successes, Mm -hmm. things that I had full control over, basically. I was going like me, 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 me. Right. Um, My mind, my choice. And that's kind of when God hit me with, you know, the reason that every single day you can have positive thinking is because of the truth that I told you and your knowledge in that. Right. And so your choices about whether you decide to be positive or not, if you will truly sit down and and assess the situation and assess the knowledge that you have, Mm -hmm. just like the place. You don't have information about the place, but you have information about the person taking you, Mm -hmm. what, what kind of vehicle you're going in, or if you're going in a vehicle or not. You have tons of information that you can use to turn the situation into whatever you want it to be. Right. So if you want it to be negative, you can totally take it that way. Um, but I think what, what some people try to do with positive thinking is they try to turn an entire situation into, well, I'm just going to be positive just because. Mm-hmm. Instead of assessing down to the little nitpicky details of it of why. How can you be positive in this? How can you have a good attitude in this? You know, what reasoning, what blessings or what reasoning do you have? What foundation do you have to be positive Mm -hmm. with? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I got out of this is every time that I allow my attitude to be a little negative, I am not assessing my situation and letting my foundation and my mind focus on what I do know, what I'm able to build positivity on. Right. Okay. I understand that. So, uh, I I thought through the topic and thought more about what I felt like was implied in the question, uh, which I could be totally wrong, but it still is worth uh, saying. I hear somebody say, is there, and I'm using air quotes that nobody can see except, except her, uh, the power of positive thinking. I immediately think about uh, circa 2006, a lady named Rhonda Byrne writing a book called The Secret. Are you familiar with The Secret? I haven't read it. Oh, well, I have read the book. I have watched the video. I saw her appear on Oprah. It was the biggest deal. And so the, not that it started in the early to mid first decade of 2000, but the new age ideal of I am the universe and the universe is me. And so literally when somebody says there is power in positive thinking, you have to consider, do they mean that I actually have some sort of supernatural almost power to affect situations through the way I think about them. And I do think some people truly convince themselves oh, of that. Oh, absolutely. But I also think it's weird because I think it's true within reason. I do think that you can affect your day by how you think about the day. 
in yes. the beginning, right? Yes. I, I've even used this example multiple times, probably in the, in the sanctuary of this church we're sitting in. If I get up and I stub my toe, then whatever else is about to happen that day, it started with a stubbed toe. And so I have my ugly face glasses on and I see everything through those glasses and that my thinking then is affecting my life versus if I get up and I don't stub my toe, but instead I get a text message real early that says, hey, somebody just donated $6,000 to your pay my bills fund or something. And I'm like, man, that's great. And now I put on my happy face glasses and everything I see, even when they get my order wrong, or even when somebody cuts me off or I don't make it to someplace on time, everything's great because of that one thing. So you're actually, I think, talking about that when you say, I, when I take what I do know and see the good in what I know, then the other things don't matter. They, yes. they don't affect me in some negative way. But the secret presented this pantheistic idea that because you are the universe, you're actually speaking your desires into existence. Therefore, when you wake up and stub your toe, you have a bad attitude about the toe stubbing. So you send out these bad attitude thought patterns into the universe. And the universe is sort of like, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to simplify it. The universe is sort of like a giant radio receiver. And because it's responding to you, it receive you're putting out these bad attitude, bad thing signal. The universe receives that signal and says, Oh, Townsend is requesting bad things. And so the universe arrays itself that day to give you more and more bad things because it's what you were asking for. And see, I know that's not true <laughs> because you guys may not know this, but the other side of the microphone called Townsend has a very bad attitude on numerous, numerous occasions, even still currently, recently, all of the above. And my uh, blessed father in heaven does not keep dishing out bad to me. No. So there we go. <laughs> but this gained such a traction that it gave rise to this idea that took, I, I, I've said before that, that one of the worst things society has ever accomplished is to tell, the, to tell a lie by using the truth. There is power in positive thinking, but there's not that kind of power. You know what I mean? So when somebody asks about the power of positive thinking, my, and that's just who I am, my first thought is, uh-oh, are they talking the secret type of power? Are they talking deep, what is that guy's name, Deepak Chopra? or D, Yeah, Deepak Chopra. His last name is Chopra. But anyway, this whole quantum physics vibrating in and out of reality, you are a deity, you are through the thought patterns of your brain speaking reality into existence. And so if you think positive things, then positive things happen. If you think negative things, negative things happen. It's not because of how you see it. It's because of how it is, because you're creating that reality. And I totally think the opposite. I think it is how you see it, because if you ask, you know, my better half and I can share the exact same experiences throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, if you ask him to recall it to you, mm -hmm. He will n vaguely remember anything bad and tell you every single good thing that happened. Right. Then for me, my recollection of it usually is me griping about <laughs> 50 what million go. things. I, I'm, I, am, I am you and you are me. I can always tell you what went wrong. Me too. Uh, and then I struggle because I think that the, the, the things that went right or the things that are positive or good, they don't matter because of the things that went wrong. That is, I mean, that's the 
corner I live and in. And I too also often. learn better from a standpoint of knowing what I need to work on, or right. what needs fixing, or what needs doing, or you know, my mind is geared toward I fill in the holes of the things that need to be done. Right. And not everyone works that way. Yeah, since it can't be perfect down here, there's always something to do. That's right. what, that's how my brain exactly. is always Mine working. Mine too. Exactly. So let's quickly just here in the early parts of this musing dispel the secret. Okay, the secret is there is no secret. Uh, there are lots of different faiths that talk about secret knowledge, withheld knowledge. This first century A.D., the Gnostic movement, the the secret knowing. Uh, it's not a new thing. It's a newly kind of interest that people had. I don't know. I don't really honestly know how popular it is now, except that it's kind of influenced into society. And I am a huge Star Wars nerd, and even Star Wars has this pantheistic, everything is connected, and it's all affecting things. But the truth is what Townsend has always said. See, okay, here's a wild thing that I don't sometimes think we're necessarily ready to comprehend fully, because it takes some brain juice. Life is fairly benign. Things just are. When we get into the discussion of good and bad, positive and negative, it's what we're actually doing is talking about viewpoints. Yes. Now, there are things that cross that line, okay? Uh, murder, rape, what we would call gratuitous evil. Those things don't need my opinion to be shared, to be seen universally as bad. Correct. But uh, dirty water to someone who drinks bottled water all day is a disgusting thing. Dirty water to a person who's just spent four days in the desert is a glorious blessing. So you see... The the water itself is benign. How yes. I view it, and you're saying the eye this, of the beholder, right? How I view it defines what it is. So when I talk about is there power in positive thinking, well, ultimately, I think what we can discover is instead of realizing, and let me just say, by the way, I haven't hammered on him in a long time, but if you listen to my friend in Texas, Joel Osteen, enough, <laughs> he even talks about this. He oh, even yes. he even treats the creator as this universe radio receiver and you just speak your desires out there and he by requirement because he's loving of course that's the caveat he uses has to and i remember one time listening to him talk about this in the concept of having an up close drive uh parking spot that he was taking his wife somewhere the parking lot was full and he just didn't want to walk and so he drove around the parking lot just speaking into existence an up close parking spot and he went around and, and then eventually guess what an up-close parking spot appeared. Duh. Well, that's just a statistical occurrence, but also, here's an opposite viewpoint. You just didn't want to walk, but what about the person who can't? My my better half will tell you. It's just a thing you got to get used to with Preacher Man. If we pull into a parking lot and there's a spot up close at the first time I turn down a row, I'll take it. But if there's not, I don't hunt. I'll park half a mile away. You and I are liking that sense, And too. when we get out, I'll even say, some people couldn't walk this far. You know, one day I won't be able to. So see, even that, even something like parking, you can see where when you ask yourself, is there power in positive thinking, I began to notice as I was think, thinking through this, I would like to change it to, is there power in right thinking? Yes. Instead That's of, kind of along the lines of where my brain went was, are are you thinking correctly about correct. each situation? Yes, correct thinking. Do you see what's there? Do you see what you wish was there? Yes. Do you see, you know, are you making a problem where there isn't one? 
does it and and I no lie and this is not me I'm not trying to sugarcoat I'm not trying we're not looking for sponsors currently but Townsend's husband might be one of the best Townsend's husband and my father might be two of the most ready examples I have of guys who just don't get worked up they don't and honestly that's why those two can carry on conversations forever and a day is because it's like talking to the mirror for well, each of them I literally look at them and I don't know how to make this not sound goobery but I look at those two men, and it's a little like superhero. Like, yes. like how do you do that? How do you not? Somebody, so-and-so said something to you, or, or this happened, or something broke. How do you not? Oh, I cannot wait till your father joins us in Sunday school. I'm stealing him from you <laughs> because I'm asking those two. I mean, what does it feel like for your brain to go I don't that know. way? I mean, it's amazing. Let to me, me let me tell and infuriating. Let too. me tell you folks a story that Townsend had to hear already. Okay, I'm not a carpenter by any stretch, but I married a wife who believes in me and <laughs> also likes carpentry things. My joke is I'm not a carpenter; I just work for one. But she wants to accomplish carpentry things, and I love her, so I want to help her do it. So, long story short, something has been occurring where I needed to buy a nail gun. And making that story shorter than it was uh, when I told it previously, I learned recently that there is a when you buy a nail gun, you can buy a straight nail gun or an angled nail gun. And so I purchased an angled nail gun. I did so because the internet said you should buy an angled nail gun because it's easier to get into tight spaces with the angled magazine. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if that's ever going to be a problem for me, but no problem. Well, the stuff I read didn't say there was a difference between angled nails and straight nails. <laughs> now, even saying that out loud, some of you, she's laughing, but some of you, y'all might be like, well, you big dummy. Well, I, I, I literally don't, I don't know. They, the straight ones fit in there like they belonged. So I have this battery operated fancy nail gun. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm pretty sure it was $299 plus tax. These things ain't free. And I take my straight nails that I bought at the hardware store. I, I read the instructions uh, to the nail gun, which is not the most manly thing. Guys out there, you know, <laughs> that's like a you only default to that when all hope is lost. And so I notice that it says, make sure the impact area of the nail is facing downward. Well, I have to use some brain power to figure out what impact area is, but I figure that's the part that's going to get hammered. And I, I, I'm looking, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter which direction I shove these things in here. They face the same way. I mm, skip. I just skipped that. I, oh, well, not going to worry. And so I put it in there. I get it done. I go, got some scrap. Ka-chunk. I do it. I look at my scrap wood. No nail. Like, what in the world? And I look at my nail gun, and I have literally just shot a nail through the front of the magazine of this nail gun. Now, my first thought is... Oh my lord! I've just destroyed a three hundred dollar tool with one trigger pull. <laughs> I am in the process of having an actual meltdown at that moment. <laughs> but in the back of my head, I think to myself, if this was my dad, he would just have looked at that and gone, "Oh well." And I literally want to know how do you do that? I do not. I will not understand. And they can't tell you is the problem. Nope. nope. It's like unteachable wisdom. It like, is. I just, I mean, it just, 
It just is. I mean, oh, well. Now, long story short, that's when I learned there is an, any of you out there shopping for nail guns, there is a difference between straight nails and angled nails. Went and traded in my straight nails for angled nails. Thing worked like a champ, even with the hole. So I'll, you can't steal my nail gun because I can put, pick it up and be like, uh-huh, you see that hole right there? I shot that hole with a na- <laughs> you know. But my father, he could have pulled the trigger and the whole thing exploded. And he still would have been like, hmm, what just happened? You know, I mean, he laid back and easy. It is easy. insane to me. So but I, they do. The positive thinking applies to them with flying colors in every situation. Right. But they I don't even. so optimistic. Do you think they would call. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I'm asking because I don't know. Do you think they would call it positive thinking? No, they have no idea that's what no, they're doing. They just, it just is. That yeah. just, and I'm, I'm amazed by that. That to me is the answer that I have no idea how to put into words to this question. I agree. Is there power in positive thinking? Yeah, but it's not positive thinking. It's just right thinking. Now, I did stumble across a Bible verse that I thought was purposeful for this. You may have found the right same one in Philippians. Yes. All right, Philippians 4.8. 4, 8. Yep. Yes, love it. Brothers, whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, if there's anything excellent, anything worthy of praise, think about that. Paul is giving us a list of what to think about. So when I think, is there power in right thinking? Yes. Where does it come from might be my next question. And I'm telling you all, no lie, I'm seriously very interested in trying to figure out how these men do this. Perhaps it comes from focusing on these things. So I want to tell you something. Okay. If you Google, and I had to do it again just to make sure that it was going to come hey, up. Hey, look, look, we'll see if she's lying. Okay, right I'm going to see if it comes up on your computer the okay. way it does. Type in positive thinking Bible verse. All right. So you guys hear him typing. I want to see what comes up. Now, does That's a, a list. But what does it say at the top of that list? Philippians 4.8. No, but what oh, about verses, that? Verses about knowing goodness. Okay, Bible so that doesn't say Bible. It does say Bible verses about positive thinking. And directly under that, it says verses about knowing goodness. Right. And I was like, oh, my word. This is not even about positive thinking. <laughs> that's That's yeah. really when it hit me. I was like. This is about knowing what you know, mm-hmm. thinking correctly. That yes, you're. I mean, man, we should write a book. Did we on? Did we on something good this time? We are because look, the very first one that he says, "Whatever is true," I'm gonna tell you something that like literally burns me up and will derail me for the better part of a week. Y'all may be shocked to know this, but there have been occasions where people have told lies regarding me in the scope and area of ministry or being a quote-unquote man of God or living a faithful life, okay? Uh, if any anybody out there that's a pastor is listening to this, you know exactly the code I'm speaking. But believe it or not, people have said untrue things about me. Now, Paul says, quote-unquote, waste your time or spend your time thinking about what's true. The minute I hear something that is so, and I'm using this word in the most literal sense, asinine, that it, it, I... <laughs> I don't need to waste a single moment thinking about it. I find myself not thinking about what I know is true, which is I am a man of God. I do live faithfully. It means a great deal to me. And I focus on why would they say that? Yes. How could they say so that? So the Sunday school class, overthinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's where that my Sunday school class right now, it, my small group study is focusing on overthinking. It is a small study. Um, and... 
we're just trying to kind of get to the bottom of it, which is why I'm stealing his father from his class. But you have two experts in there. Yes. And so <laughs> that in and of itself goes along with the same thing because you allow yourself to go down a rabbit hole of overthinking when you aren't knowing goodness. You right. aren't knowing truth. Yep. But see, the question is, why? Why? If I know, I have all the information. I'm an information addict. I love to know. So I have all the knowing stuff. The application stuff is eludes me too often. Sometimes I stumble over doing it correctly, but sometimes I miss out. And I would like to then skip, what is that? That's Philippians 4, 8. So we skip uh, 8, 13. Five verses forward to what I would offer is one of the most not misquoted because people always quote it correctly, but misused verses of the Bible. Yes, I can applied. do all things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. The most misapplied verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or through him who gives me strength. We use that as a, I can handle anything, which, yeah, but what Paul is saying, and this is again, right thinking, not positive thinking. Paul, previous to that statement says, I've been, and I'm the super summary, but I've been poor and rich. I've been hungry and fed, and what I've learned through all of that is I could do it all because of Jesus. Yes. See, he's saying the circumstance, positive, negative, does not matter. If Jesus, I can do it. Yes. And so that, I think, even communicates, at least for me, because I spent a lot of time thinking about this topic because this one eats at me on a regular basis. Well, people's mental game is so much the problem of what we see in America today everywhere for, for everything. Right. The mental game has has turned into one of the biggest problems as far as people either, like, well, bottom line, they're not thinking correctly. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it can be a misunderstanding. It can be an honest mistake. Right. It can be a lazy mistake of just not diving in to learn the truth. It can be that you've taken in incorrect information. Um, There's a variety of reasons why we have incorrect thinking, but the bottom line is we as a society have a bunch of it. Sure. Yeah. I just struggle keeping, I think when, when, when I'm asked, is there power in positive thinking? My first academic jerk is, are you talking about the pantheistic idea that you are the center of the universe? Cause no, that there ain't none of that. But in reality, somebody else could be asking this as, I struggle with negative thoughts. And we have discussed this before, but I struggle with negative thoughts or I struggle with this dark place. And people just tell me, why can't you just be happy? So is there some kind of power in thinking positive? You know, you don't need to see a doctor. You don't need to see a psychologist. You don't need to take medication if you would just think positively. And there's one of those, you're using the truth but telling a lie. The Bible does say, Solomon wrote in Proverbs 17, a joyful heart is good medicine. So quite literally, yes, there is something restorative in thinking rightly. And the opposite of that, a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So yes, wrong thinking is destructive to our actual physical health. Yes. yes, and that's on display. I see that's displayed in my life. I've seen that displayed in hundreds of lives around me. Uh, it, it's all over the planet. And there's nothing wrong. I've said that before. I'll say it until I die. There's nothing wrong with needing medication to get you over the hump. Uh, my prayer is that you're working towards that right thinking at the same time. Yes, and then also that you are realizing that you can't will yourself to know the correct thinking and have all of that knowledge 
if you've never had access to it either. Right. Like there's going to be some things that you and I have experienced and have access to biblically because of our studies, because mm-hmm. of our time spent, whether it's in church on a mission trip, in conversation with other Christians in fellowship, mm-hmm. that other people who maybe they aren't fully active in a church, maybe they haven't taken a mission trip before and been introduced to, to some sort of, you know, to me, we talked about divine appointments a ton on the first mission trip I went to, yeah. and I'd never really discussed that before in any kind of capacity. Well, and it sounds strange it when does. you know have. Yeah. And so, like, there's there's information out there, even for the most tried and true Christian, that may enable you to think a little bit more correct than you ever have, but you haven't exactly had the access to it yet. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. It does, but I, I think we are so... Uh, we're kind of stuck thinking that if I say there's power in positive thinking, that means I'm just bubbly all the time and I'm always happy and nothing gets me down and stuff like, look, I've seen my, I use my father as a guy who doesn't let stuff get to him. And I admire that. I've seen him cry. I've seen him be upset. It's not like this is an, this isn't an all the time or you're not right with Jesus type situation. You know, right? Uh, if that was the case, then I am, definitely going to hell <laughs> because yes. I'm not, I'm not there. <laughs> but, um, you know, this, this power of positive thinking, I'm so thankful you led with this. I don't know. You probably were on it, you know, 10, 15 minutes into your thought process. It took me days to realize that's not, we're not asking the right question. There isn't positive thinking is situational based. Right. Thinking is everywhere you go, but we, we, the danger to this is there power in right thinking there is the danger though is the poison of assumption which wants to shift my right thinking where i start you may not do this but have you ever had overheard or just heard that someone said something and it's like the smallest snippet of a larger conversation and in the quiet stillness of the day, you invent the rest of the conversation. Yes. I mean, your your mind does it automatically. Right. I mean, you can't, you really have a hard time stopping yourself. Now you know what blows my that. mind is not everybody does that. that they don't. You're yeah. correct. I, we are the freaks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because if I take those two men again, if I take Mr. Townsend and, and Papa Preacher Man, those two guys don't do that. No. If we said, so-and-so said, da 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 That's it. And That's we all- left it. Then the you said, "What were? What does that mean?" And mine would look at me and say, "I don't know what they're talking about." <laughs> and that would just, be the end of it. You know, if I'm like, "Well, well, what it could, could blah 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 blah." But there's a lady at this church who thinks the same way, the exact same way. And thank goodness I got to steal her into my class, and and so then I'll have even three experts in there. But. Wait, we have a female expert in right thinking? Yes. We got to get these people together. Yes. The whole, all of the universe's problems might be solved in that moment. Well, they can't, I can't get them to write a book or do anything productive with it because they, because don't, they don't think, think it's, it's a big deal. Exactly. <laughs> they think, I'm, and I'm just out here like, how do you, yes. how do you even do this? So the assumption, uh, I'm going to call it a poison. The assumption poison is being addicted to wrong thinking. That's what I, that's my opinion. I think we assume so much because, and I don't mean addicted like I'm addicted to eating or I'm addicted to soft drinks or anything like that. I mean subconscious, unconsciously addicted to this is how I'm supposed to process this. Like I have to consciously 
with a great deal of effort mentally tell myself that's not true or yes. that's not the way it is. Absolutely. And then I have to be, and I, I hope this doesn't make anybody ever think worse of me, but oh well, I have to make myself go find out more information so that I can be thinking rightly. And like, I can't let, you know, the old saying, let a sleeping dog lay, oh, that does not exist in my world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there might be once in a blue moon that that dog is sleeping when and where I think he ought to be sleeping, and I let him stay there. But every other time, I'm like, get up. What What are we doing? Why are you right. here? What are we doing? I, I, that does not exist in my world. Well, isn't that called getting your rake up? Isn't that yes, what the mister... Yes, he says, put that rake down. Okay, Townsend. so see, I like having... I not. I don't... I think I understand what getting your rake up means. I don't like stirring it up, but I don't like putting the rake down. Like I need yeah, I don't to hold want to on let to go it. Of right. It. Yeah. Okay. There's no power in that. No, you're that, right. Then to use his terminology, and that's Mr. Townsend is the one who taught me that the rake has the power. Yep. Because unspokenly it demands that I hold it. Yep. Right. So going back to the question, is there power in right thinking? Yes, because it removes all of those external powers from my life. Now there is one power in my life that is both external and internal because the Bible paints this picture of the Holy Spirit dwelling within absolutely, and existing without. Okay. Yes. So that power is the right thinking. That would never cause you to ever need a rake. Right. The rake though has power because of my wrong thinking. So you then can see an example of, now let me explain in case there might be a handful of you who aren't horse friends or people. And so I believe to understand that you have to go into a horse's stall and clean it on a very regular basis. Oh, yeah. And because horses are not domesticated like people, they go uh, potty where they stand. Yes. There's a whole lot of turds sorting going on at my house, and we use rakes together all, all right. the turds. So you stick so a rake in the hay, you kind of shake it around, and the hay falls. It's a little like scooping kitty litter on a very large scale, right? Oh, yeah. And it gets hay, dust, and whatever, and stinky. It, it gets up in the air, might aggravate your sinuses, yep. might be a little funky. That's that's getting your rake up or pick, stirring up your rake or whatever. Yep. All right. Well, who really, who really thinks, I'm asking this before I take the metaphor any further, is there anybody who's like, man, I love cleaning stalls? Um, I mean, not 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 the quiet it might provide you or the no, no, zone no. out. There's no one that, there's, in their right. I, oh, I get to be with all the horse poop. It's so much fun. No. Okay. No, well, okay, if okay. they are, if they really think that, then I need them to come see me too in my <laughs> Sunday school class on Sunday morning. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, well, I don't. We but we we say we don't want to be in the mess, but we tie ourselves to the mess. Yes. You know the most. Oh God, forgive me. The most. I think the modern way of the modern parlance is drama. The most drama addicted, gossip laden, just broken people I know have always at some point told me, you know, I don't even, I just don't like drama. I don't like being around all the drama. Mm, child, I, I think one of us is lying and I haven't said a word. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's like we don't want to say we like being around the horse turds. But we like being around and it. And, you know, the the better half constantly asks this question in numerous situations. Townsend, 
what's the common denominator? Mm. And so that means if someone is saying that they don't like drama, okay, this is one example, mm -hmm. and drama's always near that same person, Townsend, what's the common denominator? And it's them. You're like, oh. Or say, you know, even like in the horse term, horses messing up. Right. You know, five different horses mess up with the same rider. Townsend, what's, what's the common you. denominator? Yeah, yeah. So that goes with what you just said about the drama. And honestly, you can sort of relay it back to what's the common denominator in my life when things are kind of a turmoil and my mind seems uneasy. It's thinking not correctly. Right. It's me telling him, give me that. I, I, yep. I, 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 I got to do something with that for him. Yep. Every mistake I've made comes from me taking it from him. And I remember reading once, I got to reposition. I remember reading Martin Luther wrote in his journal once. I think it was in his journal, maybe in his one of his 60 bazillion treaties, treatises, whatever. Uh, everything that I have sought to hold in my hands, I have lost, but everything I placed in the hands of God that I still have some, some version that of is that. so great that everything I've always thought I had to take from him to bear responsibility for, I am going to inevitably somehow break mess up or, or lose. And yet everything I have remained trustworthy that he can hold it. Those are the things I still have. Well, we have to. If I want to, if I want to see the answer lived out, it, that yes, there is power in right thinking. One of the things I may have to do on that journey is start by saying, "But I, but I find right." I'm not saying right or wrong about it. Just the truth is, I find comfort in wrong thinking, because to use that horse example, I do find comfort in holding the rake. Yeah. I don't think I'm ready to say that I find comfort in using the rake, because heaven forbid, but. I do find at any moment I can use this, okay? I'm not gonna, because I know Jesus, but at any moment I could. I, uh, but Jesus didn't carry rakes. He didn't command us to carry rakes. Uh, same, it's like Philippians 4 is uh, the chapter of the Bible for this discussion, because in Philippians 4, 6, he said, don't be anxious about anything. But wrong thinking makes us very anxious. Yes. We use another word. We say worry. I worry a lot. You know, it makes yes. me worry this or that. And and again, if you're somebody who has anxiety problems, I'm not I'm not saying that boy, if you just woke up tomorrow and would think better, that your problems would go away. It's not Unfortunately, that's not physically how the human mind seems no, to function. No, and I don't think you and I were ever created to be like Papa and Townsend's better half. Well, you know, I don't think that we're, we're created to be exactly that way. Sure. And that that's really why, you know, like I've always had a struggle of thinking in my mind that that man should be entirely the leader of my household and I need to step back and let that happen. And so the positivity in that area to me, I always had this doubt, doubt, doubt. Mm -hmm. Well, as I've watched him be this person that we're referring to, it gives me so much reassurance in knowing, man, that is the leader of my household. Right. So I was put with him because I'm not that way, mm -hmm. and he is. So those things are arranged for a reason. Absolutely. But at the same time, like you said, we can't let our listeners think like, oh, I'm thinking correctly, and yet bad things are still happening. Well, yes, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I can think all the right things. Oh, you're, and, and then your car's not going to start tomorrow. Exactly. Absolutely. Or you're going to have an accident, or or you're going to be sick, or somebody's going to lose something. You're going to blow a nail through and your nail gun. We have to absolutely know that in the end, it is going to be okay. Because <laughs> those things are benign. Yes. I don't. Again, I'm not. There are gratuitous evils, but 
your car not starting, that's not God punishing you that day. You know, you having an accident, that's what it's called, an accident, you know. But what we definitely need to know in the avenue of right thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm watching my timer in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Paul says that we defeat, he uses the word destroy. We destroy arguments. We destroy every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And then he, this is how he ends that. We take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So if there's power in right thinking, ultimately that right thinking is all of my thoughts being obedient to Christ's purposes for me, which means that ultimately I won't be able to do this if I'm not with him completely. I don't, doesn't mean there's not happy people who aren't Christian. There are, Uh, but they're, concept of happiness would be very foreign to someone who walks daily with the Lord, who knows what it means for every thought to be taken captive to the obedience of Christ. That's a type of happiness. That's something that can't be defined in language that, that Jesus himself talked about in John. He said, my peace I give to you. You know, this, the power, I guess, as far as thinking goes, that, that we're given in Christ is that right thinking. Yes, and it's a journey to get there. Sure. I think we we try to pull a Joel and think that, you know, well, if I will just focus enough, I can turn into a positive thinker tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If I if if I pray this enough times in order with yes. the exact same saying or if I do it in the same place or if I if I I've I've made mention of this before, someone in my life once said I'm living exactly the way the Bible tells me to, so where are my blessings? And I didn't say anything, but I thought to myself, that's a sign you're not living the way you're supposed to. None of what you're doing is for the blessing. Absolutely. What you're doing is for what's already been received, if, if we're going to use that, 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 that thought process. Which is salvation. Right. And so that's, that's um, another topic, I, but I, yes. I, yeah. I think we maybe, I, we have even said before, you know, it's not, I don't do it to get, I do it because I got. Yes. You know, I do what I do because I got grace, not to get grace or yes. not to get blessings, but Jesus said, I, I give you my peace, and it's not like the world's peace. Well, peace is somehow somehow there's a type of connection to peace that I can see in other people, like previously mentioned, my father, your husband, that I see there's a place I can work towards. Yes, exactly. They have other things to work towards. Yes. Um, but for the purposes of this topic, I just see that idea of Paul Again, equating this power in the way we think, but knowing that arguments, uh, lofty opinions are the phrases he uses, to we defeat these things by every thought we have. So thinking, right thinking, every one of those things is taken over. It is controlled, captive, he uses, for the obedience of Christ, to yes. do what God tells and me. And I can become more obedient in Christ when I'm in strong fellowship and walk with Christ and my husband, as you are with your father. He puts these people in place right. as we are to be together and build up each other. Because if we were to hold a gun on them and say, you guys are going to take over episode, what, 62 on the podcast, well. <laughs> they would faint. 
<laughs> Let me tell. Hey, we'll end with story time. I mean, uh, surely yes. I haven't told this. Have I told this? I don't know. You ever heard the very first sermon I ever preached in my life? I've ever told you the first I was called to ministry. I knew it. I entered seminary, never preached a day in my life, taught Sunday school, taught youth, led music, never, never preached a sermon, never prepared a sermon. Um, I had a mentor as part of my seminary education, Dr. Billy Thomas. God bless, bless, bless that man. He, as the, my professor, I met with him once a week individually, almost like counseling for 14 weeks. And at the end of it, he said, I can't give you a grade unless I hear you preach. I'd never heard something so nice in my whole life. I also add to this story, know that my father cannot, will not, and would rather die than say anything publicly. Uh, the same goes for my better half. Can't say it. Wouldn't say it out loud. No. Even if you just asked him to stand up and say his name, birthday, and where he was born, he's going to start sweating. I almost didn't get to go through with my wedding. <laughs> that makes me wonder, how did he get through that? But anyway. It was very hard. So he almost ran off. My, my father, of course, my parents, very excited. They drive, At the time, I'm living in the Delta of Mississippi. They're living in Memphis, Tennessee. They drive down. So many folks come come into this little church in Indianola, Mississippi, for me to preach my very first out loud in front of people sermon in my whole life. And before we get started, uh, Brother Billy comes out and he tells everybody who I am, why I'm there, what I'm doing. And he says, before we get started, I'm going to ask, and he says somebody's name. And the man's name that he says is the exact same name as my father. And I just busted out laughing because I knew that that man is talking about someone else. But my father is sitting right beside me thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> and so I just started laughing, and that set me at so much ease that I don't even remember worrying for a second while I, I preached that, that night. But And then after it was over, I went up to him and I said, that scared you half to death, didn't it? Oh, my goodness, I, I thought they wanted me to do that. And, and so... Like you're saying, yes. there is difference, and God made us all different and unique. But to to those of you out there who have ever wondered, is there actually some sort of power in positive thinking? Well, I hope we're leaving you with maybe not an answer to that question as much as something to think about. Do you think rightly towards the purposes that God has given you to live yes. out? And, and I think an even more challenging thing I'm left with is every thought I have captivated by obedience. Yes, I, I thinking, love that. That's know. such a motivational thing for, for you and me because we know we struggle. Right. I know there's people out there in listener land. If you're like the folks that we talked about who we envy and sometimes want to hit for being so perfect in that area, um, we want to talk to you a lot. <laughs> and then if you're like us, listen to this and find comfort in knowing you're not the only one on the struggle bus. Absolutely. Guys, have a great whatever is before you. It's summer. It's hot out here, y'all. And it rains a lot lately. So yard gra grass getting tall, smoldering out there. You don't want to even get out there when it's dry. But whatever is going on and wherever you are, we pray nothing but goodness and kindness over you. We pray that God's love is poured out on you every day. And wherever you go, whatever you do, remember, before we're together the next time, remember it every day of the week. Be kind to people around you because yes, of the kindness amen. that God has shown you. Guys, we love you. Thank you for being here. And bye-bye. Bye, y'all. Musings with Townsend and Preacher Man is a podcast dedicated to encouraging you as you think and start your own discussions at home about God and the Christian worldview. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating on the platform of your choice and share our podcast with folks you know. 
If you need to get in touch with Townsend or Preacher Man, you can email either of them at mtpm.podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>